0: Father, we just thank you so much for the victories we've gained in the Spirit. We are so grateful for the anointing that breaks every yoke, lifts every burden. We are so grateful for your kingdom, for your people. Spirit of the living God, be real to us this morning. We lean upon you, not upon our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge you. You will direct our path. Now let my words be set forth. Not in plausible men uh, words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power proof of the Spirit of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers, their most holy emotions. Thus persuading them that their confidence and their faith will not rest in a man, but in the power of a living God. It is my prayer. Everybody agreed and said, amen and amen. I'm going to preach for a little while. Then we're going to make sure that we anoint those that feel they need a fresh anointing. We're going to agree with you and release you to go and eat your food. I don't know why this laugh is coming from this corner over here, but... Jesus is Lord. And listen to what I say to you. The purpose of a plane is not to get onto the runway. The purpose of a plane getting out of the hangar is for liftoff. The purpose of your fast was not to get through 21 days. The purpose of your fast was to walk in the spirit. To walk in the supernatural. To become what God has called you to be. You've unplugged from that gravity, the thing that kept you grounded. You're now getting ready for takeoff. And you're about to soar in the spirit and become what God has called you to be. And you're not coming down again. You will not be grounded in this next season. You're going to walk in the spirit. You're going to experience supernatural breakthroughs wherever you go. You need to shout amen. Amen. When we were babies, when we were a child, you thought, acted, and spoke like a child. We were just happy to get through 21 days. And then ask, so so how did you do? How many days for you? Oh, no, no, I'm going for 40. We used to boast on our flesh. The end game is not that you boast on your flesh. But that the Spirit of God rules your life. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 1. The title of my sermon this morning is The Last Shall Be First. I'm going to say it one more time. The Last Shall Be First. Say with me one more time. The Last Shall Be First. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire. Laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also look at your neighbor and say, Let them know that this message is for them. Let the na- They're not certain. Look, you did eat something this morning. So say, it Like you ate something, and say to your neighbor, this is you also. You also go into the vineyard. I'm amazed at the number of people that are born again, that have never gotten into the work God called them to do. They saved, but they're not in the vineyard. They're standing by idly. And whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Jesus is speaking. He's giving a, He's speaking about a parable. This parable is a kingdom demonstration of what it looks like. And uh, a parable is an earthly story, with, but it's got a heavenly meaning. And he said to them, you also go to the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out the sixth, the ninth, and did likewise. About the eleventh hour, you went out and found others standing idle. This is one year you will not be idle. I said, this is one year you are not going to be idle. It's true that saying, that the devil finds work for idle hands. I've been saying it one more time in the heavenlies. You will not be found idle this year. Not you, not your family, not your children. No impact people are problematic. You can't ignore them. You went the 11th hour they he went out and found others standing idle and he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day, your whole life, done nothing for the kingdom? Don't let everybody use you except the kingdom of God. They said to him, because no one hired us, he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. I said, whatever's right, you will receive. Because God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. I want you to know that today, that the God that you serve, He sees and He provides. If you don't have, it's your own fault. Because then you've missed something. Either you don't understand God, you don't understand His system, but there is nobody that walks empty-handed serving God. Whatever is right, stay back on that scripture please, you will receive. I'm going to say it until somebody shouts it back. Whatever is right. You've made, do- you've made do- no deposit. There's no return. You don't get involved in the system. Don't blame God. People, make the, you, they, they blame God for all kinds of things. The mess they made, the poor decisions they make, the words that they speak, and they blame God. And God is saying, whatever is right you're going to get. God rewards you. Your father, if you fasted and prayed and gave, your father will reward you openly. Welcome to the kingdom of God. If you get involved in God's system, the system will reward you. If the kingdom is first, all these things shall be added. You're going to clap your hands a little louder this morning. Because everybody receives what is right if you are willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land i don't know why people get mad you know they 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 get mad at you and they say oh you know seek first the kingdom of god and then they want to come and rebuke me because all things are added no don't get mad at me i just use this system come on somebody don't hate the player hate the game if you work the system, the system will work for you. God is no respecter of persons. If you put in the if you put in the fast and you prayed and you ask God, there's a return, man. God will reward you openly. Do not blame God. Do not blame God. That's why when the Scripture tells you, enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise, He knows what you need of. He knows that you need therapy this morning. And that if you just come to him and follow the instruction, you'll end your your, your whole psychology and and, uh, psychiatrist appointments. Because you just, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. I got to move. So when the evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, call the laborers and give them their wages beginning with the last the first, the last shall be first. One more time, the last shall be first. And when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained. Tell your neighbor God takes complaining seriously They complained against the landowner, Saying These last men You are the 11th hour laborer So I'm preaching to you You are these last men The men aren't shouting You are the last woman These last men have worked only one hour and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the yeet of the day. But he answered one of them and said, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this generation the same as to you. You haven't got it yet. I wish to give to this generation the same as I gave to others. I know they're only laboring for one hour, but there's something about this generation that's going to begin to experience the blessing of God like no other generation has received. This generation is going to walk in the blessing of the Lord like no other generation because the hand of the Lord is upon this generation. You're going to shout an amen in this church. He says, I wish to give them. He says, it's not lawful for me to do, to, to do what I wish with my own things. This is God's things. I said, this is God thi- God's things. Or is your eye evil because I am good? I'm saying that one more time God is good So The last Will be first And the first Last For many Are called But few have chosen To go into the vineyard I called many But few have chosen the path I've called you every single session when the apostle has preached, when I've spoken to you. I've called you. And even though I've called you, it still needs a response from you to choose. I chose you. You must choose me back. Because you are made in the image of Almighty God. You have the power to choose and you have the power to refuse. So watch now Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Mark that word. Christ's gift. Christ is not Jesus' surname. Christ means the anointed one and His anointing. You belong to the body of the anointed one and his anointing so in every season and in every generation they need a fresh anointing because of the devil they're facing the devil has no answer for the anointing the ano- what rust is to steal is the anointing to your problem it turns it into dust and it cannot be put together again When He heals, He heals completely. When He brings you your breakthrough, it is a breakthrough that your children will benefit from. Because when you get involved in the kingdom and its system, the power of the anointing of God upon your life, make sure that you can leave a generational blessing. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of the anointing, Christ's gift. Therefore, He says, when He ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean that he, but he, that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the, all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be. Now watch. The five laborers are sent in from 6 o'clock in the morning. And those time schedules, all those um, anointings that God releases in the day, He puts in the fivefold ministry. He's now showing you. He says, when we start off, we start off with the apostles because they are the building blocks for every other gift to stand upon. So apostles come first. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. To one man. I'm giving you fivefold ministries, but the fivefold ministry, but it ends up that everybody operates and stands as one man. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, of the anointing, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love May grow up in all things Into him who is the head Christ From whom the whole body joined And knit together By what every joint supplies Let your neighbor know There's something on them They need, they need to supply Say so the body needs them to supply Come on According to the effective working By which every part does its share Say it one more time You must play your part this year every part does its share which causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love final verse okay we'll stop there it's all good we'll stop there so now you're seeing something that has happened in the earth and Jesus is letting you know about how he has built his church he speaks about this revelation about the kingdom of God and the way it functions. And he begins to show you the power of coming into your work. Have a look at the scriptures; It's interesting. Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. Let me just lay some foundation. We'll get into it. Then, then to Adam God said, after the fall, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, And have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. And here's the word. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. So, when you look at Adam in the beginning of time, Adam is in his work. In fact, Adam is having fun. He's speaking to God. He's in his assignment. The presence of the Lord is there and all the provision is there. When Adam sins, the anointing upon him, Christ is in Christ. He is not in a job. He's in his work. When sin enters in, the Christ goes to sleep in the ground. And with the Christ going to sleep Adam now has to labor and toil For all his provisions He's got to go and find a job He's lost his assignment He doesn't know what his gift is anymore He lost all the provision And he lost the presence of God Now watch There are two kinds of people in the earth Those that are in Christ And those that are not There's only two kinds of people I'm watching a million people protesting this past week in France because the government changed the pension laws. You now need to work until you're 70 before you get your pension. What is the devil doing? He shifts the laws to keep them in labor because the government... They bought into the idea that government must supply all of their need. Yet in Christ, my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory, which is in Christ Jesus. So these people are laboring in a world system and because anytime the Christ goes to sleep in the earth, now... You know, Europe has been in in the dark for many, many years. And anytime the Christ is not preached in the earth, its laws, labor laws are introduced. Christ is the only way you're coming out of labor and into the work that God has got for you. It's only when you come to Christ and you begin to function out of the anointing that you come out of your job and into your work. Your job is what they pay you to do, your work is what you were born to do. You will never know what you are capable of, the anointing, your gifting. You will not even you will never know who you really are until you come to Christ. When you come into the kingdom of God, He's giving you this measurement of what's taken place, these five laborers that God Himself has ordered. To get into the earth He sends him into his vineyard With certain graces And certain anointings Because he knows Anybody that is not in the vineyard Not functioning in Christ In a God-given purpose The enemy will tax you He'll tax your soul He'll tax you Your gift He will tax your mind He will tax your family Because when you come into the kingdom of God You say. Forgive us our debts because the kingdom is a debt free zone. When you look at Dr. Basil Tryon, they, they celebrated his life yesterday. He went home to be with the Lord. He stood and he said, I'm, I, I'll never retire. I will stand and preach until the day I die. And he did because in the kingdom there's no retirement. In fact when you come into the kingdom of God You get younger Come on 60 year old You need to know that this is how it works Because as long as you are planted in the house of the Lord You'll remain fresh and flourishing The enemy wants you out of the presence of God Out of the kingdom of God So he can tax you So that when you are 29 You look like you Okay You, you, you can't be 35 and worn out Three jobs Come on, man. You're supposed to remain fresh and flourishing. God's got to renew your youth because when you come into the kingdom of God, there's work to be done. So I must remain fresh. I must go on a fast. I can look better than I looked last week. I'm going to stay fresh in the presence of God. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. We still have to travel the globe. We still have to do what the Lord has called us to do. Welcome to the kingdom of God. So Adam shifts out of his assignment and he goes into toil. He loses the kingdom, its provisions in the earth. He now has to depend on the world system to give him his money. Those people are waiting for governments and you, governments tell you when to work and when not to work. And, and, and they change the laws based upon what's in their pocket. We can't afford to pay your pension yet, so work longer. I'm not sure if there's still pensions left in South Africa. You better pray or better still get into the kingdom because the landowner takes care of you. When you come into the kingdom of God, God's going to give you strategies um, that you're not going to need your pension, 1,050, whatever they give you. You're not going to need it because you're going to pass down a generational blessing. God's going to make sure that whatever's on you, your children will walk in. Come on, God breaks the curse. When you come into the kingdom of God, I feel the anointing in this place. So he says you're going to toil now because you've let go of my kingdom. So work is different to your labor. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Let's go past this. I want us to go quickly into understanding this 11th hour labor. We'll come back to that scripture. So watch. Watch. It's five time spans that he gives. The first, if you go and study in the early 1900s, something happened where a woman broke out in tongues more than a hundred years ago. And the birthing of the Pentecostal movement and the like. And when God moved, they could not carry the move of God because what was released into the field, the f- out of the five, the first one, Your pastors. The first one into the field is the pastor because he was the the custodian of the whole field. Christ comes down. The landowner looks. He sends a second group of people because there's work to be done in the field. The evangelists. If you trace the last 120 years, you'll find how the pastors came in first. Different moves of the churches took place. The next move was the evangelist. That's where you'll find people like uh, uh, Reinhard Bonker, In fact, like um, Holy Ghost. Billy Graham and the like. Strong evangelist move. Filling the stadiums and people getting born again and knowing that the evangelist is there. Then there was a strong move with the teachers. The teachers came in. Papa Hagan was one of them the many teachers that came in and they trained the body of Christ around healing and how faith works. And and that move ended. Never ended. It's just that God's focus shifted. Then of course, you know about the prophetic movement. Flags everywhere. um, You know, prophetic meetings. And for the majority of people, that's where they were. And then you found out there was this Apostolic thing that started happening in the '90s, and even with that apostolic move, there was perversion in a way because a lot of the the, the 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 birthing of the apostolic movement meant that certain leaders would believe that they're the chief apostle, and they would have their networks, and you had to subscribe to them, otherwise you don't fit in. But there was a fresh wave, and I believe this is his generation now of the apostolic revelation where the devil tried to grab a hold of that apostolic movement he's now beginning to teach us and this generation should begin to understand what the apostles mean. Because if the first is going to be last and the last is going to be first, that means you journey. God has helped me this morning. If God's going to speak to us, the amount of revelation that we get, the Bible says that the path of the righteous becomes brighter and brighter. So while we started off with the pastoral model for running ministry, you're finding that the pastoral model doesn't work in this generation. Yes, my heart for those that have been born in those different time zones or dispensations. Is that it's very challenging to to look at this generation coming through and saying the church doesn't look like it used to. It wasn't supposed to. Because the God that you serve is progressive. Come on, you need to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. You are dealing with a God that is progressive because how can the devil be taking over the the, the education system and we want to play church? And so we're just looking for another pastor. No, no, no. I tell you what it is. If we go and evangelize in our, in our communities No, 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 no We need a prayer walk No, no, no What we really need is a prophetic service How much Of that Has changed our world Yet your children Are sitting in such a deep mess but because a previous generation has thrown out the apostolic movement. Because the apostles, when you understand God's order, is revealing himself. But the way he does it, you go from glory to glory. So when God deals with you in the Old Testament, it's only a shadow. But the substance is found in the New Testament. Is somebody hearing me? Because God has got to progress you out of the shadow into the light. He's got to move this generation to understand that if the pastors would go and join hands with the evangelists, it's the same field. Then, when the pastors, the evangelists, uh, joins up with the teachers, uh, now we got three uh, that are in the field. Uh, but if we can take the pastor, uh, and we can take the evangelist, uh, and we can take the teacher, uh, and we add them to the prophetic, uh, we got four of the five fold ministry in the field. There's a generation. That is not understanding church, because what God is doing in this dispensation, you take the pastor, you take the evangelist, you take the teacher, you take the prophet, and you take the apostle, and you have the fivefold ministry that is functioning in the earth. You're gonna shout amen. Now you understand. The fight that this generation is in How would God leave them without an answer? Is it because we got the wrong message? Are you still looking for a church? I just want the pastor To what? To bury you? To baptize you? We can I am an apostle And God has given me a vision And you do not. (sighs) The body has been so divided. That our children are suffering because we've taken the hand of God. When you are interceding and you are praying. And God asked a man like Elijah. A man who's got like passions like us and he said now command that the rain stops can you see what COVID has done it made sure that the rain stops the revelation stops the anointing stops and then God called the church to fast and to pray again and the, the Bible says Elijah is a man like like pastors, like and he shut the heavens and then there was a season when God got him to pray again and he had, and the, the rev- heavens gave the rain so Elijah's in a birthing position and he stays here he says Ahab you go and run down in the meantime give me my servant i'm gonna stay in this birthing position and you go and tell me what you see the servant comes back the servant says there's nothing happening over there he says i'm gonna keep on praying because i know there's an anointing for this generation and you need to remember i'm sending you go one more time and the bible says he went and he came back and he said there's nothing going on he said i'm gonna keep on praying you better go back and you Better fetch me a cloud. After the seventh time, here comes the servant with news. He said, I see a cloud, the size of the fivefold ministry. I see as the fivefold ministry comes together. I'm seeing rain coming. I'm seeing the abundance of rain. I'm seeing the anointing. I'm seeing the power of God in this place. Let your neighbor know you must agree with me as I agree with you. The problem is we've thrown out the church instead of bringing the church together. Because he didn't throw one out of the field and put someone else in. They were all in the field. Everybody shout at the same time. Say it one more time and give Jesus some praise. Here's your challenge. I feel for everybody that's come out of a pastoral model Even evangelists, you must just get saved, must get saved Then what? Africa shall be saved Do you know how many millions are saved in Africa? Why is Africa still so poor? You better give me an apostle somewhere in this atmosphere that knows how to build structures and knows how to deal with the economic mountain You better find me a Joseph who knows how to build structures and save this nation from a dead economy. All the church did was, let's just pray that ESCOM keeps the lights on. They're robbing you, man. And apostolic grace says, I'm sent to solve this problem. I'm going to wait right there. You see, the word apostle means proton. It means first in space, in time and in rank. When you come into an apostolic house, there is no religious person that feels comfortable in the service. No one. Because religion doesn't do it for you. You come into this church service, you know deep down inside of you something's wrong and you've run to religion, but religion can never solve this denomination's problems. You're going to need an apostolic grace and understand that I am a key, that I am anointed, that I have an answer. When God sends me, I'm going to the education mountain. When God sends me, when there's a prophetic call upon my life, it's uh, like God does not anoint nothing. How did you going to church every Sunday faithfully work out for you? You've come into an apostolic house. That's why the worship is so different. That's why we can't tolerate you. Give me your dead religion. We need somebody prayed up. We need somebody anointed. We need a David in our, in our environment that will break from this demonic thing and say, Goliath, your head is coming down. Because while they all come into the field, you got a glimpse of the pastor, a glimpse of the evangelist, the teacher, the prophet. God says first things first. Apostles, I didn't come here to boast on anything. If you understand the importance of an apostle, he goes first. So if God's going to build anything, he takes the apostle, And he throws him in the foundation. And everything gets built on the apostle. You think this is a glamour job? (laughs) Everything about the apostle, he goes first. Here's your challenge. You've come into an apostolic house. Apostles go first. You catch the first wind. I, I saw you dance and jump up and down because whew, I'm the first to get out of bondage in my family. I'm the first millionaire. I'm the first one to get my degree. Doesn't sound so exciting anymore, does it? Because you realize the kind of fight you're going to be in for your generation. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation. That means I am the foundation. I mean, Christ Christ is the foundation, you can't lay another foundation. But God, God takes the apostles and throws them right in there and say you're going to let other people's lives be built upon this moment. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and other bills in it, but let each one take heed on our bills. For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Christ. Okay. If you looking for the payment that comes from the kingdom of God, you must go into the field. If you don't go into the field, you don't get paid. If you're going to be an 11th hour laborer, you don't sit on your rusty dusty. You've got to move. Because God blesses the movers. The Bible said about the people who left Egypt. He says, as they went, God gave them favor, gave them what they needed. Because the blessing is for movers. God turns up the dial of the blessing for anybody that's in the kingdom of God. And if you can make the adjustment, the illiterate of the future is not those that cannot read or write. Aldrin toffler says but those who cannot learn unlearn and relearn you've got to come and learn again you've got to come into the apostolic and say okay is this god because you're watching the apostolic houses the bible says about the soul the house of saul the house of saul became weaker and weaker and the house of david became stronger and stronger you need to know that even though we are under pressure we are still building and we are building apostolically with as wise master builders because our children are coming and they're coming and they're going to live in education systems that you've never seen before come on you're going to pray with me this morning because we have a team in bahamas right now and we want to bring the dr miles university here because i've got to train a generation to think differently you're going to have to say yes with me this morning You've got to build differently. You can't think about, this is an apostolic center. It's where we build and establish things. Here's the powerful thing about the kingdom. God's not sending you out into the world without the anointing. What is the anointing? When he brings you into Christ, he's bringing out of your job and into your work. But he doesn't just do it. He, he, He puts an anointing on you. You're in Christ, you're in the anointed one and his anointing, and you bring your supply. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Shall come to pass in that day that his burden, the devil's got a burden for you. You stay in his system, you're gonna you're gonna cry for retirement because he wears you out. That's his intention. That's his system. Do you understand why Jesus had to give up the ghost? Do you understand why it had to be 33 and a half years? Because the way he was living, he was going to live forever. He says, you can't take my life. I'll lay down when I'm ready. Because he wasn't in sin. He wasn't under that system. There was no way he was going to die. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. And his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Matthew chapter 20. You got another scripture for me? Matthew chapter 24. Oh, was it 14? 24. Ah, in Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Thank you. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Now you understand that when a man comes into his work, it's a place of rest. I'm enjoying this. This is not sweat. This is not a hard work for me. Did a funeral on Friday, preached on Saturday, preached on Sunday, preaching next Saturday to help some leaders with Eden Constance, preaching on Sunday, take my holiday, take my rest. But this is not burdensome. When Jesus asks for food, when they came to Jesus, Jesus says, I'm hungry. The disciple says, he will fetch you food. He says, you don't understand, I'm laboring for the stuff that, is, that brings life. Whenever I get into my world and I begin to function in the kingdom, I get satisfied. I find rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There are only two kingdoms. If you're not working in the kingdom of God, if you are not in the field with the kingdom of God, if you're not partaking as an 11th-hour laborer, you are bound by a system that will you will beg to end your working career, your job, and you still won't have enough. I need to end. OK. We'll have communion. You are the last. You are the 11th hour laborer. He sends him in on those d- different intervals from 5, uh, from 6 in the morning, up until it's supposed to end at 6 the night. But he interjects at 5 o'clock the afternoon. And he says, the work is still not done. Find me laborers. We call them the 11th hour laborer. Puts them into their vineyard, into his vineyard. And he says, get busy with the Father's work. And he pays them the same wage as those, as the person who went in on the first hour. The pastor, the evangelist, the teacher, the prophet, the people that have toiled the whole day. This generation is about to wrap everything up. Do you understand why you need the money like you need the money? Do you understand why you need the resources? Do you understand why you're dealing with TikTok and then you're dealing with, 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 with Facebook and then it's Instagram and the amount of information coming at this generation with all crazy ideas? We're going to need the kind of resources that a pastor, when he had 30 people in his church, it wasn't good enough. It's not good enough for this generation. It worked then a hundred years ago. It's not going to work for this generation. We need the kind of jets to fly around. We need the kind of farms to move. We need to build education centers. Everybody must get involved. You are an 11th hour laborer. So this week was quite interesting. We had, we sent um, the sons into a meeting. People, they're not born again the one guy maybe could be 12 of them in a meeting and they're all farmers. The one is dealing with the 7,000 farms that are not working. The other farmers are dealing with, I mean like wealthy guys, so different color skin. They're all sitting on the table and they're looking for a solution. And they want to build complete new, I don't want to share too much. We're busy building strategies. The next day, the one guy comes and sees me, speaks about the funding and what we're going to do and how we can do it. How did you do this? He said, my gift is a strategist. He says, I've arranged the meeting to bring the key men around the table with you. And so that you can, no, don't clap, so that you can put a strategy together and teach us how to do this thing. I was amazed. This is during the fast. And here's the secret. The Joseph anointing. God raises the man. He's in jail. But when they remember him, they come to him. Because Joseph, even though he, they, un- they take the key to unlock him. That's the church in this hour. Unlocking the church. Because the church is the key for the nations. pharaoh's got this great economy but if he doesn't shift that economy into joseph's hands into the kingdom they're all going to suffer can you hear that the world is coming to the church because the church has a strategy we have the anointing we have the power of god upon our lives you're going to clap your hands and believe uh, that god is doing a new thing in the church uh, The first shall be last, but the last is going to be first. Uh, Shout and give Jesus the praise. If you only knew who you are. If you only know that the church is the most powerful entity in the earth. If you only knew what's on you. If you only knew what you belong to. They've got all their different pieces. They don't know how to bring it together. Until you come into the kingdom of God.